someone's like, ooh, whoa, but is Homestuck Ulysses? And he's like, y'all, Joyce was just off his shit, and so am I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Homestuck, the Internet's Ulysses. Or Hachu for short. I'm your co-host, Jamie, and I have been a linguistics major for over a year now. It's very exciting. And I'm your secondary co-host, Kira, and I'm an art history major and uh, now the owner of a very loud mini fridge. Which and in is, college. And I'm in college, too. Wasn't I in college when we... No. Was I not in college? It was my freshman year. Oh, wow. And now I'm a junior. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, because it was, like, <laughs> last summer. So we've had the whole school year. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. That's a long... So in case you didn't notice, we... <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. This is the podcast where we compare Homestuck and Ulysses bit <laughs> by manageable bit. I think I forgot that. You could edit it you out did. if I did. I thought it was you just being funny. No, I yeah. just completely forgot. <laughs> this is the podcast where we compare Homestuck and Ulysses, uh, except for when we don't. So, for example, on this episode, we're not doing that. But, um... That's what we usually do. We're a Homestuck uh, podcast, comparative literature podcast, and we're back from the dead. In in Homestuck fashion, we had a long hiatus <laughs> due to not really any real reasons except for being busy. <laughs> <laughs> what else is this? There's other parts of the intro. What's it? It's like, oh, yeah. You can find me at Tamar on, what did I say, like WordPress and Instagram? Well, I'm it's not on WordPress on, anymore. On, it's in the document. You I can know, open I don't the have doc- the doc open open because I was like, I definitely have it memorized. Clearly, I super <laughs> don't. <laughs> See, now this is, you're the one who was always bugging me about not having it memorized. I know. Now you that don't have it memorized term. either. Did not stick. Didn't stick. You can find me at jamietamar.wordpress.com, except you can't anymore. And on Instagram is jamietamar, J-A-I-M-E-T-A-M-A-R. And I am on Tumblr now as T-A-M-A-R-T-I-A. Tamarsha. Like Hamarsha. Yeah. And you can find all my links at K-I-Y-Y-E dot com, which is my website that I now pay money for. And I'm on Tumblr at K-I-Y-Y-E. I don't think that's on my website. So we are here today to rise back from the dead, from our podcast being dead. And next time we upload an episode we will have a real comparative episode where we talk about Homestuck and Ulysses. But for this episode, we thought we would uh, be kind of casual, kind of cash. And we also thought we would talk about the recently released Detective Pony full-length movie by Naked Bee on YouTube and Tumblr, uh, which is excellent and perfect and so great and so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you were like recent. And I was like, it wasn't that recent, but like it was this year. It was like during quarantine. It was during quarantine. Barely. Well, I'm sure that she was working on it for a long time before, so. Yeah, the but, credits for the very last video, she was like, this has been four years of filming. And I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> that's a whole movie. <laughs> the whole movie. It really is a whole movie. Yeah. How long is, is the whole thing? I have no idea. I have no idea either. The longest one is like 40 minutes. It's definitely longer than a movie. <laughs> it's definitely longer than a movie. However yeah. long it is, it's longer than a movie. It's a mini series. That's what it is. Um, Yeah. It's a YouTube video. Honestly, I'm like a huge fan. I think they should do more like you take a book 
and you don't change anything about it. I agree <laughs> and you just completely. It. I agree completely. Like, not even as, like, a, it's better when you don't change anything, because that's not necessarily true, but just, like, it's its own form of interpretation. Right. And I feel like it would be a good exercise. Honestly, giving, like, college students in a literature class a bunch of Barbies and, like, an excerpt and being, like, make a five-minute video with these Barbies and this excerpt, like, <laughs> like, good. Like, I would love that. Have to think about a lot there. Well, I think, yeah, I think also, like, Detective Pony itself is kind of like, well, Homestuck itself, but also Detective Pony is sort of, like, all about interpretation of text because it's literally, like, a book that was yeah. turned into another book. So I feel like the kind of, like, take the book and do exactly what it is except it's different now because it's a movie. I feel like it, like, w- lends itself very well to Detective Pony, whereas other media people are like but i can't i can't just i can't just do the book as a movie it has to be different it has to be three movies and (laughs) and there has to be better cumberbatch has to play smaug (laughs) we have to add more elves there's to be more elves yeah i okay i got into the meta a little bit well i guess not the meta but the lore what is this even i guess I researched it is what I'm trying to say (laughs) and I watched a bit of the so if you don't know we should probably talk about what the hell we're talking about if you don't know what Detective Pony is it is in Homestuck Dirk writes uh he takes the book Detective Pony which is a children's book about horses and he pastes over some of the text as a gift to Jane and it's kind of silly and dorky um and then uh, fanfic author Sonnet Stuck went and took the first few pages that were provided in Homestuck canon and extrapolated them into a whole ass thing, a whole, <laughs> a whole <laughs> novel, uh, and pasted over all the pages. And uh, then an audiobook version was created by Naked Bee, a voice of Gene Bedencourt, and uh, Duckface, voice of Dirk, who is also author of Theater of Cruelty. And uh, Naked Bee also made the movie version of Theater of Cruelty also. And then it was turned into a movie. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, kind of the like the text and the audiobook and mostly the movie, but like yes. all of them. But mostly the movie because it just came out, but also all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, so I was looking into it a little, and I really like how um, it's sort of like the the first half. So the idea is that so so in the original, it's this actual like physical book by Gene Betcourt that. Dirk uh, pastes over, and in the audiobook, that's preserved by there's a different voice for Gene Betancourt and Dirk. So, and the Dirk voice kind of like cuts over when it's Dirk's pasting in. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the movie, it's the same thing where it's originally like Gene Betancourt is sort of filming this like movie, and the dolls are like little little kid dolls. They're Barbies. Um, they're, yeah, they're but but at the beginning they're like little they're like toddler barbies they like look younger and then at the end they change because and then dirk the hand has dirk's glove on it i didn't actually pick up on that i was like oh the hand has a glove now (laughs) i picked up on it because i love dirk i was like it's dirk glove (laughs) yeah i've been thinking about i was thinking about that today just how like how well sonnets that captured dirk yes at all levels of like all levels all levels and might we say how well voice actor Duckface captured mm-hmm. Dirk. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So good. 
Yeah, and I think that, like, Naked Bee and Duckface just have a very good, like, vocal contrast. Oh, yeah, it's it's great. And they both have, like, like Naked Bee just has that kind of, like, kindergarten teacher turned children's book author that just, yes. like, works so well juxtaposed. Like, it yeah, feels like it's a such juxtaposition, a good, like, it's but it's definitely, good... like, a harmony, not, like, clashing. Yes, it's such a good, like, Gene Betancourt, like, character voice that's going on. They should do a podcast. This is Gene Betancourt, my D&D character. <laughs> this is my Gene Betancourt character voice. Dirk would totally try and, like, play himself in D&D or some shit. Well, no, Dirk would, like, want to be the DM is what would happen. Well, then, yeah. Like, he would be a character. Um, I Yeah, I also want to plug that um, Duckface has a podcast that I have looked up and listened to. Oh. It's great. It's called Trucks. It's a podcast where they play European Truck Simulator or American Truck Simulator, and they talk about uh, mostly philosophy and stuff. Mm. So it's pretty great. I wanted to plug that because we are also a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. I wanted to say one thing. This is like my first note about the while we're on the topic of like Naked Bee Duckface, like the dual narration thing. I my note says it's literally like Ulysses. It's not literally like Ulysses. But there's definitely, like, parallels to be drawn there. Maybe we should have compared this to Ulysses. <laughs> I mean, I, a lot of my notes are kind of comparing it to Ulysses, not to the dead, which is what we were planning. But ah. just kind of a passive, little, like, passive. Because so much of it is about, like, what makes a story, what makes a, what makes a story, what makes a story good. How yeah. uncomfortable am I allowed to make my readers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> which are all things that Joyce is trying to do. Yes, and it's very, it's very, like technically experimental also yeah which is also a ulysses thing there's one line um which i so i when i was watching it today i started with the last episode and there's a bit i believe in the very is in the last episode where pam says the body without the soul is just matter um and i wrote like and then when i looked at my notes i realized i had written that down and said wow that sounds like a ulysses quote because it's also in the first episode and i was just like oh wow i love that Full circle. Full circle. Problem is I have so many notes here about comparisons to Ulysses, but I don't understand them anymore. My my notes are mostly just things that I really liked. So that's <laughs> What is another reason. thing that you really liked? Um well okay, my favorite thing in the whole thing was when the narrative is represented as the camcorder on the tripod. And oh, it starts yeah. like walking around. It was so cute. I was like, I want to scoop up this little narrative is my baby now. Yeah, I think that's like, that's really, yeah, I definitely remember it. Like, I love that. I thought that was so cute. I guess like to me, it just seemed like self-evident because I hadn't read it beforehand. Mm. So that I was just like, yeah, a narrative. It's the camera. It's the lens through which you are viewing the story. But I also feel like like that making the narrative be a camera is just so interesting because you're saying like, the narrative is separate from the story. The narrative is the lens through which we view these events. And so much of Detective Pony is like, these are real people who are getting, like, experiencing real hurt from these events. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, those layers there. Yes. And also the camera's just adorable. It's so cute. I love how the little tripod legs. Oh, my God. It's just so cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. Should make a little, like, crocheted, like, camera. I feel like it very much captures, like, the Homestuck. Like, you know the worms, the male worms in Homestuck that are so yeah. cute? That's mm-hmm. what it feels like to me. It's like that yeah. adorable, inanimate object. 
My favorite. Well, no, I'll we'll do quotes at the end. My I also really liked best prop was the Freudy, which is like the like award that had like Dirk in like a Freud couch. Oh yeah, <laughs> so funny. It's kind of dissatisfying, but it's very self-aware of it that it's dissatisfying. Where at the beginning, like Minos himself is like, I am bored now. I am not like taking an interesting role in the story, and he's right. And I. On one hand, I think that that's like I, I respect that as from like as an author, and as, as an author's move to be like I got nothing for this character, y'all. <laughs> but at <laughs> yeah. the same time, it's still disappointing. Yeah, it's interesting. Minos is the kind of the whole like um, impetus of everything, and then at the end is like the only one who actually is like erased. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things like the reason I brought up Minos because I have um. You know how we talked about with, like, Ulysses, how there's so many details where it's, like, Stephen stood there and breathed. By the way, you could hear him breathing. And you're <laughs> yes. like, Ugh. Also, this whole time I've been, like, Stephen's narration. Most of the time it's Leopold, but at the beginning it's Stephen. But anyway, whenever there's a character, especially Leopold, honestly, because Joyce just loves to be, like, Leopold. He ogled. And it's just, like, it's there to make you, like hyper aware of your own kind of body and your own just like the things going on around you that you don't want to notice and at the beginning of detective pony when you first meet minos and he's just like shitting on everything yes that feels like very similar to me where it's just like this is here to push the boundaries of how uncomfortable i can make you (laughs) without actually being like it's not crossing any boundary right it's not like it's super like i don't know vulgar or like not safe for work or something it's just like it's still like pg i guess is what i'm trying to say but you're still kind of like really really yeah and then later in the story minos is like happy that he doesn't have to be shitting anymore because dirk left the narrative mm-hmm. even minos is uncomfortable with yeah this. exactly that's why yes. i love minos because there's that like he just he gets to like he, I, I feel like he's the least burdened by his own issues so that he can, like, speak truth to Dirk. Because yes. Jean Betancourt tries so hard, but she's like, but also I just love my story. And then Acorn and Anna just, like, disasters in their own right. Right. <laughs> and Minos is, like, free enough from backstory that he just, like, can do whatever he wants. Just do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think part of it also is Dirk kind of gets away from the whole Minos like like fictional character of the author Dirk created by Sonnet Stuck mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like gets away from Minos as the main like veiled figure and kind of gets into like his his self. Yeah. Um Yes. Yeah, basically everything that happens towards like the end of Detective Pony and stuff especially is like Actually, no, more towards the beginning. I feel like at the end, it gets kind of more, like, well integrated with, like, these things are happening for these reasons that I have thought about, even if I can't explain them. And at the beginning, especially the bits that are just taken from Homestuck, it's like, they're just happening. It's very much like, I know we just talked about D&D, but it's very much like <laughs> what happens in a D&D campaign. Like, there's just a god cat and he's shooting everywhere now because I'm the DM and I decided that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's a, definitely a lot of, like, I mean, author-DM parallels, obviously, because DMs, like, can write campaigns, but, like, Dirk specifically. 
Yeah, definitely. Oh my god, imagine Ulysses D&D. Oh my god. <laughs> what would that be? You just you're just in Dublin, you're just you're just living life and just staring at women's butts. You're just ogling. You got to find the key to some towers sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got to go piss on the beach. Got to go and get attacked by a dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it is literally the Odyssey. Like, you can imagine, like, an Odyssey D&D campaign. But it's just in Dublin. But it's just, <laughs> what did we say, like, the first episode? Boring and in Ireland? Yeah, boring and in Ireland. It's just... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel so bad every time I say it's boring, though. I think that most people would agree that the plot of Ulysses is not what makes it interesting. Yeah, right. The amount of time that it spends talking about all the ogling and um, Leopold's little potato and stuff. Yeah. I forgot about the potato. His little potato. Oh, I love the potato. <laughs> I love his potato also. It's like a pocket potato or something. He just like carries a potato around. Isn't it like in his hat or something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna control F for potato in my notes. <laughs> I wrote, does Spade Slick carry a potato in his hat? No, Scott Licorice Scotty Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? Have, do you remember that drawing? The like Joyce little drawing of Leopold. Yeah, with the yes. like badly translated Greek on it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think about that. It's so good. I feel like he just kind of looks like. A combination of the Monopoly Man and the Conductor from Thomas the Tank Engine. This is so true. Everything you just said is so <laughs> correct. I don't know why that was like so salient to me, but I was like, yeah, you know the Conductor. I don't even remember his name, but I'm right. Isn't he called like Mr. Topham Hat or something? Yeah, I think you're right. Why do I, I know that? This um, is his name is Mr. Conductor. I think that's wrong. No, isn't he top of a hat or something? Yeah, I think he... Oh, uh, that's a different... That's a live-action show. Okay. This is his name is Sir Topham Hat. But yeah. it says his original name was... <laughs> get ready for this. The Fat Controller. <laughs> oh, d- oh, d- oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> he controls it all. Anyway, back to Detective Pony. Yes. Um. T- t- oh, okay. One more thing about Ulysses, and then we'll get into the meat. Um, not to reference the epilogues. Um, there's a bit in I believe episode eight where Dirk refers to the author as the destroyer of texts, and I've decided that that is James Joyce's god tier. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> destroyer of texts. I am okay. You know how Ulysses scene no longer exists? Yeah. Uh, how much is it going to cost for us to commission Naked Bead to make a Barbie version <laughs> of Ulysses? <laughs> that would be like, if Detective <laughs> Pony was four years of filming. It'd be so fucking long. So long. I feel like you could definitely, okay, okay, like just a brainstorm. There's a really long episode, which we're going to have to divide up. I don't know if we've done that yet. That's like a whole ass play, just like in the middle of the book. Mm, yes. So you could do that. Or you could pick just like a famous scene. And or I was thinking like the Penelope monologue, which we have not gotten to yet. Mm. Um, but that one's very often like performed. Um, so I feel like any snapshot of Ulysses, you could definitely like, I would love to see rendered via Kendall. <laughs> Um, I listened to a bit of uh, Naked Bee's Q&A mm-hmm. 
for the Stuck at Home Con, which is a con that I didn't even know happened, uh, which just goes to show how busy I really have been that I didn't even hear about a Homestuck convention <laughs> that was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, someone asked about the Detective Bunny movie, what's the next form? It's the next media? And uh, she said, a video game. So, oh. call to action, people. Who's gonna make the Who's gonna make the Detective Pony video game? I don't know. Would you get to like choose? Okay, maybe like a detect quote unquote Detective Pony video game, but it's not actually based in like Detective Pony. It's like a It's like a would you rather like choice based kind of text adventure where you get a different one of Gene Betancourt's books and you like become and you like do dirk to it Ooh, where that's... you like go through the go through the book and like rewrite it and like depending on the decisions you make and how you choose to rewrite it it either gives you like more options for how to change it and then you can become like the god narrator or it like starts to limit you and you have to like fight back against the against the system i love that that's way smarter than my idea what was your idea <laughs> My idea is, like, a remake of, like, early 2000s, like, a Bella Sarah website, but, like, with the plot of Detective Pony, but then it's, like, you dirked over it, and, uh, there was another component to this idea, but I forgot. Oh, and then, and then it, like, in kind of, like, an Undertale fashion, kind of, like, messes with your computer. Oh yeah. But I like your idea better. (laughs) I mean, maybe it's the kind of, I guess it's just like, if I wanted, if I was going to be a video game, I would want, I wouldn't want to just play the story. I would want to like control it to a different degree where I think like maybe you can choose like one of the girls to play or something. Um, Maybe it's kind of like a dating sim, but like a bad one where you can like pick multiple times where at the beginning it's like pick your character and you pick but then as you go through the story it'll be like pick your character and makes you switch characters but you can't like be the same one twice it's almost like homestuck does wow (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly oh we've come full circle (laughs) What do you mean? What, what do you mean exactly with like not being able to play the same par- character again? Well, that's not really true. You can play the same character again, but Homestuck does have those like character selection screens where you yeah, program- and but, the same but, dating sim cards. Yeah, exactly. But in Homestuck, you pro- progress artificially through them. Like you're not actually playing a video game. You're playing your Homestuck. You're in Homestuck, which is not actually a video game, except yeah. for the parts where it is, but not during those parts. Yeah. <laughs> But in this situation, it would actually be a video game. Yeah. And I feel like it, like you said, like with Undertale, where it like messes with the file itself, because they literally like, maybe it's like you can choose to reset, but then you like, like you can choose to reset and it just like clears the game, basically. Then like Anna remembers or something. Yeah. Or maybe the like way that you, the way that you pick characters is like different or like it won't let you pick the same order again. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I don't know. Do we need to talk about the meme rant, the Pharmacon rant? <laughs> yes. I I'll re-listened say, to it today just for you. Yes. I'll say, here's my experience watching the movie. I 
Well, so I read I read Detective Pony a very long time ago, and then I listened to it also a very long time ago. Um, and the only part I really revisit on a regular basis is the is the big Pharmacon rant. Like I end up I end up showing it to a friend to like brag about my cool interests. Like pretty. <laughs> I have pretty been awful. that friend. You have been that friend. Uh, <laughs> so that is a part of the text I'm most familiar with. So I was, it was very interesting. I really hadn't reread or reconsumed the last like three sections of it in a really long time. Mm. And I got to like re-experience them in the movie and I like understood way more of the like theory references. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I, I really, I really, I re-listened to the Pharmacon rant and because especially because we like talked about it so much in like previous episodes of Hachu. And it's just, like, every time I listen to it, I'm like, oh, it's, like, not actually that good, right? Like, it's not actually that good. And then I really listen to it, I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Every time. Oh, I had an experience recently where I was, re- what the hell was I reading? I was reading a different, I was reading an essay for this theory class that I'm in. It's a queer theory mm-hmm. class. And I was like, this essay is so Detective Pony. And then I was like, oh, wait, Detective Pony is Derrida, though. And then I was like, this essay is very Derrida. And then everyone was like, wow, Kira, that's so intelligent. Just kidding. <laughs> but, <laughs> Just kidding. It's a Homestuck fan fiction. Just kidding. It's I I knew that it was Derrida because I know that Detective Pony is Derrida. Anything um, else? Yeah. The last thing that I was like, my last like Ulysses flavored point um, is a, there's a quote in episode 10 around the like 14 minute mark where Dirk asks if a text is better because it is more original, more experimental, and more daring. Mm. And I was like, mm, I wonder who else asked that. It also <laughs> reminded me of that hussy quote about Ulysses where someone's like, ooh, whoa, but is Homestuck Ulysses? And he's like, y'all, Joyce was just off his shit and so am I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joyce was just off his shit and so am I. <laughs> Is that going to be episode title? Yeah, I was just going to say episode title. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great one, yeah. Uh, the other things that I really loved, these are not literary analysis. This is just stuff I loved. Um, <laughs> I loved uh, the bit where Acorn is freaking out and the Dirk hand is just, like, yeeting him around. <laughs> yeah. So cute. And um, I love the way the, like... Um, the part where they try and do a platonic dialogue and then Acorn keeps kicking the names out of the margins. Yeah, that was so clever. It was so clever. It was framed so well. I loved it. And I also just love the Acorn. I love the Acorn model in the second half. He's so adorable. I love him. Mm-hmm. He's so, so soft. I will um, link in the, I guess, podcast description uh the YouTube, all the places where you could find the wonderful creators of the Detective Pony feature film. Yes. Speaking of YouTube. Oh, yeah. Speaking of YouTube. So we switched hosting methods. Um, So we are no longer accessible through Podbean, which basically means if you try to go to like a Podbean, like an old Podbean link, uh, the episodes will not exist. But uh, our feed is still the same feed on iTunes and on Spotify. Uh, so you can you should still be subscribed and you can access all the old episodes and the new episodes will go right into that feed. Uh, and we also went ahead and uploaded all the episodes to YouTube. 
so that folks can listen to it there if you don't have Spotify or iTunes. Pretty much everything is the same, except uh, you can't go to the Podbean links anymore. And our website main sort of source of information is still the uh, the Tumblr. Episode links will be uploaded there and any news or fun extra little posts. Yep. I also like to um, self-promote another project I am starting to work on, another podcast I'm starting to work on with a friend which is going to be an education podcast titled, Can I Interest You in Abolishing Middle School? Um, <laughs> you just told me that was the title. Oh, so great. Yeah, as I was saying it, I was like, oh, wait, I didn't tell Kira about this yet. But, yeah, we, I say this to people all the time. Like, I'll get in conversations where I'm like, yeah, just, like, please tell me about, like, your your issues with the education system. Like, I'm really interested in, like, I want to learn about them. And they'll start talking, and I'll be like, oh, okay, that, that's that's all great. Can I interest you in abolishing middle school? Um, and I said this to my friend Masha, who's going to be hosting the podcast with me. And she's like, oh, you also want to abolish middle school? And I was like, oh, this was meant to be. <laughs> um, so that will be hosted um, that will be on all of the same, all the same sites as Hachu because they're the ones I know how to use. Yes. And I will have more information about that and when it actually exists. Um, my favorite quote from Detective Pony is the bit where, uh, Dirk is, uh, well, Anna is criticizing and says, you see yourself as a literary character. And Dirk says, well, I'm here in this fucking book, aren't I? Dirk said, waving his arms around. If that doesn't make me a literary character. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a mood. Oh, I have. Okay, I know. I don't think I read this one. I really like this one. Language attack the meme to get revenge. Which is from (laughs) the Varmacon rant. And it's hilarious. And also has the word language in it. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Hachu, hopefully whenever you are listening to this episode, you will be able to look forward to another episode on, let's find out what our next reading is. Act 5, Act 1, Part 1, and Episode 8 of Ulysses. Yes, so tune in next time, and if you want, read the beginning of uh, Homestuck Act 5 and Episode 8 of Ulysses to read along with us. Yep, bye! Bye! Bye!